Good afternoon and good evening, South Sudan. This is Gender Talk 211. My name is Eva Lopa. Good afternoon, everyone out there. Good afternoon, listeners. Good afternoon, South Sudan. This is Jackie Ben back with Gender Talk 211. All right, Jackie. I couldn't hear myself a little bit there. Can you repeat that? Oh, yes. I am here. This is Gender Talk 211. With you is Jackie Ben. We are back again. and. Hi, everyone out there listening to us. We are happy with a lot of energy. Okay, she does have a lot of energy. Well, I'm really excited and really happy to be back online and on air with you all. Gender Talk 211 has been off on an off season for a little over two months, but we're back now. So, Jackie, how do you feel coming on? I feel excited. I'm happy. It's like, you know, I feel like shaking and I know I'm presenting a lot of my friends who are waiting for me out there. So we are here. Great. I'm really happy to, you know, have you on officially as a co-host on Gender Talk 211. As you all know, Jackie has been my mentee for a few months since I met, met her last year, November, October? Yeah. last year, November, and now she's officially on the show. Um, I love her presence. I love that she brings on a little bit of young and spicy uh, perspective to the show. So we're coming back with a lot of surprises, by the way, and one of them being the This Is Us series by Gender Talk 211. What is This Is Us? I know you've seen it online. A lot of colorful outfits, a lot of bees, loas, and a lot of um, cultural outfits. So the This Is Us campaign is a campaign that promotes diversity, that promotes love, and just stops with these roots all the way around. And today with us in the studio is the one and only Ashes64. And you all know one of my favorite designers ever, Alwen Manyang. Hi, Alwen. Hi, Eva. How are you doing? Good, thank you. It's good oh, to be here. It's your first time on the show. Uh, yeah, it's my first time on the show. And how do you feel? By the way, you came through with the looks, and I, I love the outfit. Thank you. Representing, what are you wearing right now? Uh, so I'm just, I'm basically wearing a lower, but it's more, um, uh, modernized uh, version of just the normal lower. I just put a little bit of twist to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so to tell you more about the This Is Us series. So Alwel Manyang here of Ashes 64 came on as a part of our team and put together about 14 cultural attires of different South Sudanese, um, let's say, So we are presenting those attires as a voice to diversity and as a voice to embrace differences culture but through beauty and a lot of color so um i would tell me about your experience in bringing all those 14 outfits together i know it's been a few months in planning yeah to to put it all together i know it was very difficult to put together tell me about your experience well at first it was quite challenging at first and um before I go into that, I must say that um, uh, Gender Talk 211 um, just, you know, took this initiative at the right time and for the right reasons. Um, you know, there's not so many, it looks easy, but it's not so many people out there like that 
can make these cultural uh, costumes or uh, can tell you the story behind it. Yeah. In as much as sometimes you go to uh, uh, celebrations and then you see these things, but it is like a uh, few people that are still um, holding on to that. But the rest of the people, it's really, it's, it's a struggle, you know, for the rest of us um, who want to start identifying with our cultures, you know, so. No, I, I definitely and I must say it was very challenging um, putting together the, um, the ateras because um, there's not um, so many people that were able to, uh, you know, make them. Um, uh, also, uh, it was um, uh, the, when you look at uh, the time frame that we had put. Uh, yeah, it was a very short time, and I was like, okay, uh, this is not gonna happen in this time. And so, like, just like you know, anyway, because you were like um, there throughout the whole process, it really took a long time, a longer time than we uh, yeah. than we had, you know, planned for. Yeah, but it was really exciting um, to be a part of this, like the run after old women, you know, to uh, do put together the ateras to explain to you the meaning behind it to borrow stuff from so it was it was exciting i, I like the yeah yeah i think one of my favorite things about um the making of the project is how diverse it was like not just the outfits but also um the diversity within the women yeah the let's what we can call them models yes models. yeah absolutely models that were in um in the photo shoot very diverse group, yeah. very inclusive. Yeah. We had so many ages. We had even um, the three-year-old baby, Elior. Yes. Yes. And um, what, I, what also surprised me a lot is that, well, I knew that there is specific representations behind every outfit and so on, but I didn't understand the depth of it. So every color has a meaning. Every I remember uh, the Lutuka outfit, which um, I guess one of you sent me sent me a message or whatsoever, and it's like, oh, um, we have two of them, but they're different. One is for a married woman, and one for an unmarried yeah, that was woman. that was me. Yeah. Said, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of meanings to this, and yeah. even the colors. Yeah. There's a lot of meanings to that. Yeah. With the lawa. Yes. Was very different. Yeah. Which I want to ask you about because a lot of people say that we now modernize, like our generation modernizes a lot of the cultural attires yeah. without necessarily understanding the meaning of it. Do yeah. you think that's a bad thing? Um, well, I don't think it's um, it's a bad thing, but it's important really to understand, you know, um, um, what you're wearing, especially when it comes to a cultural or, or a traditional, you know, outfit, because someone might ask you like, um, what does that mean? or you know what is the story behind it and if you can tell that so it's it it doesn't um um it doesn't make sense to wear something that you don't really understand it's more like um say when um someone from a different culture wears an outfit and they don't know the story behind it they don't say it's from it's from this place that's like you are appropriating that culture right you know so um in the same sense but i mean even though you're from that particular culture, but you cannot explain, you know, you're more like someone who is appropriating, you know, that culture. Right. So it's important just to um, to understand. But I don't think it's a bad thing if um, uh, it's a bad thing to wear, you know, the the achar, uh without necessarily knowing what it means. But I just think it's 
very important to know. Absolutely. Before I wing off to you, Jackie, I want all of our listeners and also the audience online, I want you to think within yourself and comment in the comment box below. How do you feel about cultural attires and its modernization? I mean, many of us use, especially if anyone knows me, knows that I love a little culture with a little twist. I do it all the time, and I guess that's considered modernizing. How do you feel about that? And also, how do you feel about the importance of learning or getting to understand the meanings behind our cultural attires? I mean, it's now 11 years since independence. I think when we came to, uh, when we came to South, we moved to South Sudan, we started getting to know a lot about ourselves. And it's sometimes it's very disappointing that we do not know much of our roots. I mean, we didn't look hard enough, or why is it disappearing? Why is it dying out? I, I don't know. Uh, share your comments, share your opinions, or comments in the comment box below. Okay, Jackie, tell us. Yeah, I first want to thank you so much because the first time, like, I decided to know of how beautiful and the uniqueness is when we, we had a photoshop of different traditions and at some point like at our age for example when we are with friends and we think it's something local you know yeah but then there were some photos that we took and i shared some of these pictures with my friends and like everyone is you know is wondering where did you get this okay so they're asking it's beautiful it's unique and then there are some questions that also followed okay is that one for a for a woman or a female i mean a young person or is that how you young South Sudanese girls put on so it's like in a way also identify our uniqueness and beauty that at some point we have taken for granted you know and it's very attractive outside there people like it yeah. you know and then people begin wondering where to get it okay true True. Yeah. I mean, I, as well, I would love to wing it off to you. I know that you do a lot of design, designs that have um, a cultural twist to it, or you do actually do the cultural attire. Where did you learn, or where do you get your information from, your sources? I know you're also very versatile. You touch on many different cultures. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, the question of where I get this from is, um, so basically, when I'm looking for something, um, I have to first ask, do you know somebody who understands this, who does this? Basically, it's a research. You know, when you want to do something, always you have to research it. And this is what I always do. And uh, my first uh, work was the Dinka Cosette. And it was for my friend's wedding. Um, so she said she wanted something um, uh, uh, traditional. That's, that's what she wanted for her, you know, for her wedding. And so I sat at the time I had just started designing actually, uh, or yeah, I just started putting work together. I, I started designing say 2018, but I did not act on it really until I started getting encouragement from people who thought yeah. I had some content, you, you know? Well, yeah. yeah. So I had just started then, you know, uh, putting things together. And so my friends like, Oh, I want you to do for a, a, a design, um, clothes for my wedding. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> And she was like, yeah, I mean, you're good. I'm like, are you sure this is your wedding? You know? And so she, I, I was like, okay, I mean, all right, it's a challenge, I would take it. What, what do you, what do you, um, what are we looking at? What do you want? And so she's like, oh, 
you know, something traditional. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking, okay, um, I was just going to run to the internet very quickly and copy some design over there and just, you know, get my guy. I'm like, hey, listen, can you uh, reproduce this? Uh, but then she hit me with their tra something traditional. I was like, um, okay, um, let me see. I see. I see. Yeah, I was like, I see. Um, so anyway, um, so I took it as a challenge. Um and um that's the first step and that's what helped me really i was like okay so my friend has interested me uh, i've just started um she's never seen any work that i've done before this is a wedding so um when she say traditional i decided to just look at her tradition which is the same as mine the dinker yeah. and i looked at our attest i started calling people i started calling my auntie my my dad's sister and i was like ah so why, why, what is um so uh, can you tell me about our traditional wear, you know, as, you know, as the Dinker people, as the Dinkabor, uh, uh to be uh, particular? And she's like, oh, yeah. So she told me, you know, the, the things that they used to wear, you know, um, there's the corset, the beads, and then there's, um, the, there's the, this beads called war. Um, and I looked at war and I just didn't think there was, uh, there were very, uh, it's difficult to find war right now. There's like a line of beat that is put, um, uh, from the, like from a very short one and they keep on increasing all the yeah. way to your waist. Um, and these are beats that are worn by, uh, someone who is intending to marry for the men. If you're intending to marry, that's when you wear them. Is that what it means? War. That's some beats when you are intending to marry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not yeah. Those specific beads. Not uh -huh. those ones. No, not oh, okay. a yeah. different one. War. Yeah. So she told me about war, and I and I thought it will not work for us in this case because war is like a string of beads that are um, arranged as they increased. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and for and that worn by a woman who's just gotten married. Once a man marries um, uh, the the wife, and then now he takes some of them off his. Um, neck and put on the uh, woman's um neck so and then she told me now about the corset so i'm like hmm. so i looked at the corset i had seen it before and i'm like this one this is the one that will do but now you know a long time ago it was only worn like just without anything on the inside the beads are strings and when a woman wears it like you see like the nipple the breast just pop through right which is something that we cannot do right now and so now I had to think, how do we wear this in this modern day? Like, you know, that's when I thought, okay, maybe we can put something underneath it, you know, something small, something that matches with the color of the, you know, of, of, of the tone of, yeah. of the person. Yeah. And then the skirts, my old girl, that's something they used to wear back in the days. Also, they were worn um, on, the, uh, on a very low waist. Uh, but then I'm like, we still, we can't do this right now. We can wear them like, to a point where people see our growing it would be a problem you know right so then now i had to modernize this skirt i had to make a choice of a fabric and i, I had also had to um, do the same for the beads and so when we put it together really it just came out very well i do not create any of that it's something that already existed mm. all that i did it. all that i did was replicate that right and now also just uh change um say the levels on which it was worn like it made it shorter yeah ex expression exactly you know um and, and it works perfectly the same thing for men you know and i thought okay so when you look at uh the dinka people but also the nilotics the one thing in common is the lower 
That's very true. Uh, the yeah. Shuluks, the Nuer, the Dinka, the Baris, although they're not the Nilotics, like it's, you know, there's one, like one very common Atara that South Sudanese wear is the Lawa. And I thought, okay, this will work for men. So I decided now chose color. And so on the Lawa for the men, this uh, the, there was some um, um, embroidery that was put in it. It's, it looks, there are Vs that are like um, arranged um, uh, on the uh, on the edge, on the top edge of yeah. the lower. So those those um, embroidery, they just look like some things that we just put there. But really, yeah. they are the tribal marks, like the the Dinkabor tribal marks, the facial tribal marks. So I just did it in form in form of um, the uh, embroidery on that. So yeah. uh, I did it. It worked so well, and um, so many people from then were out to you yeah were inspired like this is you know it was actually i must tell you this it was it was opposed by so many people when we started that project when we say that it was going to be traditional we're doing bees what is it like what is the like because it was never done right it was never done that was like the first time like and I guess society yeah. and community are yeah. usually afraid. Exactly. Of that Something never yeah, been so that before. never been that. So everyone was like, what is that? And, and then we had to get like a backup, like backup outfits. You were there, you know. So right, right. You know, um uh, although this is something that not so many people knew, like the resistance by families, family members for us to do the beads until the day we arrive at the venue and everybody like oh this looks what good. do we have here like this looks really good this is great this is our culture this is everything and it, you know and the entry song was um a local song and everybody was on their toes and everybody was impressed and like now from there so many people so many young girls so many women were inspired and they wanted to do their wedding just like that and we've also seen a few that have recently a lady got married and she just did exactly the same thing. right she did the, yeah the cosette. i'm seeing more and more people and more and more people now and just cultural yeah more and more people now are getting into the cultural utters but now south sudanese cultural attacks as opposed to the foreign um attacks that we're doing we're doing indian people were doing nigerian people are doing rwandan but now people are doing south sudanese do you think people did not know that we've we have that well i don't think they didn't know we have that they knew but they just had never seen it uh, being done being done all right, so someone always had to start something, and you know, Aluel did that, and it just now it's it has inspired so many people. Um, and then for the other, um, for the other attas from the different cultures, I always reached out, I would just reach out to my friends from particular um, uh, ethnicities and ask them, like, hey, listen, so I'm looking for this, I need this attar what do you people wear right and you know um and do you know what it means and if they didn't know i would ask for recommendations um right. um to for someone that understands someone that will give me what i'm looking for and that's how i actually collected um some of their cultural attars collected them got them to explain uh some of which have not been explained yet because some of the people I got this from say they do not know really. They're just like, oh, it's just our culture, like, uh, but we don't know what you, you know, what some of these mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so for this round of curation, uh, Gender Talk Two One One will feature fo fourteen photographs of various traditional attires. 
in celebration of our 11th independence. By the way, happy belated Independence Day. It was last week. I don't know what everyone did, but let me finish this up and then you can let me know. So this is to remind us that there is beauty and strength in diversity. We will also host two radio discussions. This is one of them. And the next one is going to include our sources. Like Alwell mentioned earlier, uh, we need the knowledge. We need to know what it means. What is the representation uh, behind it? So we have many sources that have spoken to us and helped us make this project become whole or this theory become whole. So we will be having them on many uh, radio, I guess, shows. I think one or two is not enough. It's not enough it's conversation, not, so much. right? So yeah. I think we will keep on having these conversations on our um, cultural attire and what it means to us. So I, I want to swing off to Jackie and just ask, what was your experience? Jackie was a part of the photo. They cut me out. But um, she was a part. Aluel was also a part of it. But yeah, I've been cut off, but it's okay. So um, I just want to know, Jackie, how was it for you? I mean, you're you're the younger generation over there and you had many groups of women that were a part of this project as well. So how, what yes. was your experience? Yeah, I, in, at the first place, I was very excited because from the perspective of being a South Sudanese and a student and a young person, I was inspired because it's like it's sense of awareness, getting to know yourself as who you are and that's identity. So it's, it's more of decolonizing ourselves because like we young people are attracted to other cultures. We copy the, I will talk of it, we copy the Nandere styles, even in our birthdays and all these different designs. But then I was very happy because I feel now as a young person, we own being South Sudanese because we have all the self-actualization perspective and we are proud of it. It's self-esteem because it's what identified you. Okay. So that's also, that also made me a global figure and, you know, it's become outstanding because I have what to present as a South Sudanese young person. So it was very important as a source of knowledge. I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, I love wearing cultural attire and rarely do I know what um, the meanings behind it are. So this this specific series or project was a learning experience for me as well. I know you were wearing the um, the Acholi mm -hmm. attire and that uh, the Acholi culture is so rich and has so many meanings behind it and also di many different attires um, behind them. And it was, it's just been a learning experience for me. And that is what we want it to be for you as well, the audience. So let us know how you feel about um, cultural attire in general and also its modernization and what would you like to know which culture would you like to learn about the most or i guess which cultural attire are you interested in the most or would you like to know about the most put it down in the comments we are just here to learn and share and learn from you as well so if you want to tell us about your own cultural attire why don't you drop a picture and some knowledge in the comment box. So um, I'm so interested in intergenerational conversations and this created intergenerational conversations for me as well. So I'm um, just upon doing research on, you know, the different attires and different meanings behind it, you have to now speak to 
the elder generation. Yeah. The vintage generation. I like vintage more than elder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the vintage. I think they just mean the same thing. It just means old. <laughs> I know, but I think vintage is a little more tasteful. I'll say that. So the vintage generation. So we've had, we, now you have conversations of what it was like back then. How it came about, how even our parents, grandparents got introduced to the attire, what it meant in their time. And then you also now start seeing the, 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 the conflicting meanings, the direct, because now in our, in our time, it's more of a fashion statement. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I, I like wearing the, the Dinka corset. I think I have different versions of it. So many, I have worn them so many times and the Lutuka as well. Um, and it's really just the, it looks good, of course, but then I also feel like I relate more, even though I don't know the meanings behind yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like I related a lot more. Yeah. And coming from Sudan, which was you know a, a, a whole life that I did not know much about my own culture, my own roots, or whatsoever. Um, it feels good to be able to relate to something or go somewhere and be like, yeah, this is South Sudanese. Yes. It's all South Sudanese. It's made by South Sudanese people. So there's that, there's that aspect of just creating intergenerational conversations where we feel like we can relate with the vintage generation as well. And they also feel like they can relate to us, right? And then now identifying, like, you were saying it creates an identity for you because I think we're people that now come together from so many different places. You have from diaspora, you have the uh, Sudan, you've got East Africa, you've got Cairo, Australia, so many places. And now we come here and we're trying to find ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and there's nothing. So things like like this are, are so important to me and just represent an identity for me like even to just go to other countries and conversation like no we wear this for this culture yeah, and we do yeah culture. like it just that? it's just for conversation it feels great it's how what is it like for you being the younger generation okay for me in the first thing it's like tomorrow right and also it's a resource okay because like i like that resource. yeah it's, it's a resource because like you know when you're in republic you really have to present something that you know identify you and represent you and i also love it because the other time i wore and i took the picture home and then my grandma was asking where you for a wedding i said no we were not for a wedding <laughs> we were and then she asked again where you for a traditional dance and then i i asked why all this and i just get to know that all the South Sudanese traditional attires have meanings. There is the one for, you know, like ceremonies to do with funerals, funeral rites, kind of happiness. Yeah. And when you put it, they know, they know, okay, you were in a happy mood and it was like something which is very lively. Or like, for example, even the Tupersas, I live with some of the Tupersas, like the ladies, they don't wear like the old women wear they skin like in front it's made with beads and it's longer and then the ladies love the young young person like me i can put right. something which is not you know 
it, it's it, it's a bit short and then they know this is married person and that's not a married person yeah. and there are beats that can so show that you're single and you're married so you don't need to move around and tell people i'm single i'm married no how you move around you dress what yourself. you're wearing or where so you speak that for is you. the uniqueness i just got as a young person so even if i go back to the village i don't need to tell people i'm single or not i just put it they know i am single or not yeah. yeah also i guess some of them um represent also age mm -hmm. yeah it's age marital status yeah, also yeah. i guess uh background or specifically where yeah. you come from or which yeah, area yeah, yeah it's amazing that our people thought of this like thought so deeply into yeah. this i think nowadays we just wear clothes we don't really <laughs> there's no there's nothing behind it but yeah. it's so amazing that they put the thought into it so for you as a designer, I think right now you're the only designer in South Sudan that does a lot of cultural attires, a mix and also modernizing. You're doing a lot of weddings, um, just designs that mean representation, yeah. right? And it so happens that your, your design house is called 64 Ashes, which I know is related very much to the South Sudan 64 tribe so why don't you now tell us a little bit more about 64 ashes and what all of this means to you to be able to become a representation or a symbol yourself yeah um so ashes 64 basically like you said uh the 64 stands for the supposed 64 tribes right you know there might some be people, more we don't we, really there might know. be more there might be more or less you know there are some people who say like they are more or less you know so but so far what we know officially is 64. right um so the 64 stands for the uh ethnicities that we have in the country ashes basically um so when i was uh uh, uh in the process of registering the company after i decided that this is something that i wanted to do um, obviously, just um, like anybody who do, you sit down and you research and you, you know, to come up with a name. Right. Uh, first, I started off the internet. Uh, I stroll, I stroll, I stroll. I look for names, find names, and, uh, you know, what they mean or how they were, you know, and nothing that really I felt, nothing I could relate to at all. So um, I just decided to just sit down one day and I'm like, okay, what can I relate to? You know, as a, I had to start as a Dinka woman, what can I, what do I relate to? What can I identify, you know, with? And I thought, hmm. and then I looked now at my tradition, my culture, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm like, Arop, Arop. So Arop is ashes, but it's a specific one. It's the burn cow dung. Ah. Yeah. So this is something, Arop, uh, if you uh, if you've been to a cattle camp or if you've heard, um, it it's very essential in the cattle camp, you know, um, and it's something that the nomads um, cannot separate with, because in order for you to um, keep bugs away from your animals, you have to burn the cow dung. So the smoke, you know, um, sort of like um, repels bugs. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so I looked at it also like a rope is something. It's a multi-purpose. It's a multi-purpose thing. Uh, you use it for body decorations. When you see the nomads, the 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 the, the hatsmen, 
when you see the body all looking white or you know it's also the legs of the ladies are white but with some patterns some forms of art it's the rope that is you know put uh smeared on their legs and then they just you know design it like it's a form of art it's a decoration on their legs and stuff and their bodies and so, so used as a powder you know um for the young kids yeah. you know the small babies yeah. you know they you yeah. know any flies it, you know it keeps away flies you know so you find a lot of babies just there and it's just being happy because in the cattle camp there's so many flies yeah in the cattle camps there's so many flies yeah so to keep away that like you just apply that on your body you know on the kids and stuff and then it keeps away the flies and um also it's used to clean the teeth right right that one you I know mean. yeah you just pick it and you clean your teeth and you know uh we also know it's used to dye your hair in combination with urine yeah yeah it's you know so it's a multi-purpose thing it's something um where once it's um as burnt like it's so it's almost um wasteless almost mm. okay um so and for me i am in the process of building a company that i want to be environmental friendly at the moment is not because i don't have the capacity yet but the drive in the future is to make sure that what we produce is environmental friendly and that means making sure you maximize on the product on their in during the process of the product making everything that we do has to be friendly either we recycle it or it's degradable environmentally um and so i look at everyone i'm like this sort of like represent it you know i can relate this right to what i want to do right so and then i also thought okay so now i have my name ashes but it just wasn't complete i didn't feel it was complete so i continued to research and then i realized right i mean it's not the the husband that um burn particular things for particular purposes right we know that there are different tribes in south sudan that would burn one or two things for you know we have the banana peels that we burn to make combo exactly you know exactly. um they are this is um there's this other plant also it's when you burn it like in the evening it acts like a mosquito repellent yeah it's it's not by the husband it's somewhere in the equatorial here as i thought i haven't done the research to know the kind of things or all the tribes that burn something but i just thought right whatever tribe has something that you know every tribe has something that um uh they burn yeah. for a purpose yeah you know and so that's where i'm like right it's ashes 64 meaning it's ashes of the 64 tribes uh that you know i decided to you know to relate to so that my brand is for everybody my brand everybody can relate to so that's how the name asha 64, 64 yeah yeah, was, yeah i really back. love that don't you like that yeah and i think she has a point to say it's a 64 ashes because for example they actually they banned the purple purposely for combo and taking care of you know like goats you know when it's raining it's become very cold for the goats right. that they keep around right. so the goat also know when you ban you know you ban it even you know some some you, you can collect some firewood but in at the center you get the purple, purple yeah. yeah you ban yeah. so 
the, the goats themselves get there and they surround around it. it. They don't get into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they go around it and they sleep there. Yeah. So I think it, it has a meaning. There you go. Yeah. There you I go. like that. I yeah. really, I've always loved the name, you know, Ashes 64. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish you all the best. I think you're doing absolutely amazing when we, when we decided to do this learning project and it had a visual aspect to it and also a cultural well it is a cultural series in general Absolutely. i mean there was no one that was going to come to mind other than you because i don't know anyone that is doing this really wholeheartedly and so passionately so i'm, I'm so glad you joined us on this on this project and i can't wait i don't it's everyone already here. knows that you're my girl a cultural or not i'm coming yeah. to you anyway i know so, um so i'm really just so proud of you and so proud thank that you. we've we've done something together and i can't wait for everyone thank you to see the the product oh i must say that up. so currently i'm actually working on a series of um modernizing uh, like i said so many inspirations for me are from our cultural um actors. that right. was the initial um, plan, but also I thought, why can I be diverse? Why can't I make for someone who wants like, you know, chic and sophisticated designs? Why can I make right. for someone who wants a suit? This is like an everyday, and also for the company to have some cash flow. That's something they also will needed to do as well. But currently, um, I'm really excited about it. I'm working on a series where I am um, uh, I'm modernizing um, cultural altars. And so far, the uh, concept of the Lutuko, the concept like uh, the Dinka um, corset and um, the Lawa already is out. So I'm actually wearing it here. Of, I need to get yeah. one of those. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and many more. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on those and I'm really excited about it. Uh, the challenge is, you know, like the the traditional part of it, the beating part of it. Yeah, but um, we are actually able to find women to do this thing. So it's, it's really exciting. Really, really awesome. I'm really excited. It's going to take long. Series. It's going to take long, but uh, I, I feel like it will be worth it once it's out. Girl, it can't take long. Yeah. I'll come for a special version that comes we, out we can talk. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we can work something out. Thank you, thank you so much. Before we roll out, Jackie, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I just want to appreciate, like, you know, when I look at Aloel, she's more South Sudanese. It's not more like, it's not longer like a, a specific ethnic group, but she's more mm. South Sudanese. Because, I agree. Yes, because she can also tell, like, the other day we were together and there were so many attires. She was telling me, no, Jackie, this is the actually word. Then right. I was wondering, I look at her twice and then I ask, How do you know this? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so it's really something that we can stand out for it because it's it also helping in the sector of knowledge searching. Absolutely. And uh, in in academia, okay, you cannot you cannot you know assume things. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it it's really represents and also it's an element of knowledge production because it's like it's wearing out yeah okay so this worked even for those who are learning like even the other uh, coming generation we they will get to know yeah. but then i also agree with your sense of creativity and i would like mm. to really thank you for that because thank you you know like those days it's 
it's it's very like exposing like some tra some traditional dance can i mean attires can really expose some parts of your bodies yeah. and those days it was something which is not it was okay yeah it was, it was okay, okay and then yeah people weren't yeah people yeah were. but then the dynamics also like on daily or daily learning the and you know, evolution yeah evolution yeah, of culture so it's it's also requires some sense of creativity where you really need to you know avoid some because cultures not every culture is good not only in africa or south sudan there are some cultures that we cannot really repeat doing it but it still represent it as a south sudanese culture because in the first place we're using the beats of course yeah. even our grandmothers have been using them yeah so coming up with this design like designing it on the creativity aspect of it it's it's also it's in relation with what they have been doing because they were doing it using their own knowledge at their own time yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. i think we are not an exceptional and i would really love to thank kiro for that i, I don't you. have the energy because she she does it with a lot of passion and right yeah right. so agree. we are proud of you only with passion been. that it can be done mm -hmm. i mean it's really yeah. challenging um yeah. and uh to that i'd like to say that honestly um I could never be prouder of Gender Talk 211 because uh, from a point of experience, culture is sort of like eroding out. Attires are one of them. And this I can attest to um, because I, I worked on this and it was very difficult to find attires and it also was difficult to find someone to make it. So the knowledge is actually dying out. You know, but when you bring this up, you know, so we are reminded and we get to go back, yeah. you know, and bring back to life some of the things that well, we, we've lost or were, we are at the verge of, you know, being lost. So I, I'm really proud. This is something very important. And this is why I, I support Genotalk 211 always because, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. That being said, this is a series has already rolled out on our Facebook and Twitter pages, that is gender at gender talk 211. So you can go ahead and click like, or is it follow? And stay tuned for more to come, more knowledge, more color, more people, more women, more beauty, more culture. All culture is going to be rolling out on our pages for the entire month and maybe even a little bit more. As for now, let's take a little cultural break until another week and another episode of Gender Talk 211. My name is Eva Lopa and with me I'm is Jackie Ben. And I would like to wish you a great evening. Drive safe and get home very safely. I'll see you next time.